Hello and welcome to Talkin' Trades, the weekly podcast where we talk about comics so you don't have to. I'm Jeremy, I'm a DC fan, and for the past year I have been trapped in the Phantom Zone. And I'm John, I'm Marvel Nut, and for the past year I've been serving time at Pleasant Hill. Welcome to Talkin' Trades. Welcome back, True Believers. We are back. About a year has passed, maybe a little less. It's been so long. But we are back. The podcast has returned. And if you notice, we sound not like absolute crud. And there's new intro music. It's pretty great. It's like it's all new and all different. It's like the rebirth of the podcast. Um, we're excited to be back. John, are you excited to be back? I'm excited to be back. What have you been doing? Where? What's been going on with you for the past year? Because a lot of stuff happened with the both of us. Uh, <laughs> uh, it's been a whole thing. Um, we, we both moved to the same town. Yeah, we did. Uh, small town, too. Um, I got a new job, which is great. Mm-hmm. Um, got in a car accident, which is not so great. <laughs> we, I got in a car accident, too. <laughs> it's, 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 been, it's been great. Yeah, we both got new cars. One of us, because we... Neither of us, because we wanted to. <laughs> You're right. Neither of us, because we wanted to. But other than that, life's been okay. Yeah. Your new house is working out. The house is pretty great, except for that time it flooded. And you lost some Funko Pops. Like, uh, a lot more. Yeah. But also, like, just a lot of stuff in general. We threw out a ton. That's awful. Floods are the worst. Yeah, it's it's rough. Fidget spinners have become a thing. Yeah. I, that's something. <laughs> they weren't even a thing a year they ago. They were not even a... They didn't even exist a year ago. And now they are everywhere. Now they're everywhere. In fact, if you can... I don't know, I know if that's going to pick up. up. I, was my, I have a Captain America fidget spinner. I was just trying... To see if that picked up. Um, but let's get right into this week in geek. This week in geek. This week in geek, we're gonna do something a little bit different because we haven't. The uh, last time we recorded, I believe, was our Suicide Squad special, Killing Joke Suicide Squad. Yeah, yeah. Killing Joke Suicide Squad. So what we're gonna do is we're just gonna talk about the movies that have come out, have come and gone, and that we haven't talked about. And we're not gonna go crazy in depth into them, but we'll talk about. Our general feelings. Let's just start with the first one on our list, which is Angley's Hulk. What? Logan. <laughs> what? <laughs> oh, before we get started, this is something interesting for the podcast. Did you see at Star Wars Celebration, Hayden Christensen came on stage and they asked him about sand? Did they really? They really did. Oh like, I said, what's your feelings on sand? And he gave like a funny, dismissive, but not like rude answer. He he plays he played along a little bit. It was cool. I think you have to, right? Like you have to embrace the corniness. Those movies are legendarily bad. I think he they'll a... be remembered as such. You have to lean into Absolutely. it. Absolutely. I think he has a good sense of humor. Good. He seems like a nice guy. From everything I've heard, he's a very nice guy and like fun to be around. And then he did Looper. No, not Looper. Looper. No, not Looper. No, not Looper. Jumper. 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 Looper was okay. Jumper. I haven't seen Looper. It's I okay. Saw, I saw Jumper. It's not great. It's not, Jumper's not good. Looper is... Jumper's fun, but not good. I, I still I watch Jumper. I think the Jumper. concept of Jumper is super awesome, but the movie just isn't great. It doesn't execute well. No. Um, so our first movie we're going to talk about is Logan. <sighs> Cover your ears, kids. This one was... Brutal. Also, like, spoilers. Oh, spoilers. You can't talk about Logan. Actually, yeah, spoilers for all of these. I've just seen one of these movies, yeah. It's, it's been it's been months with one exception. The only movie that's not out on home video right now is Wonder Woman and Guardians of the and Galaxy Guardians. 2. Everything else you can just go rent or buy or whatever. But like <laughs> Lego Batman as of this week. Yes. <laughs> I did. If you haven't seen Wonder Woman or Guardians and listen to this podcast, go pause the podcast. Go see go see Wonder Woman. We'll be here when you get back. It's so it's good. fine. It's so 
But let's talk about Logan. We'll understand. What did you think of Logan? Just let's. Just, we're gonna make these fairly quick. What did you think of Logan? I love Logan a lot. Same. I cried at Logan a lot. Yeah, multiple times, right? Yeah. I didn't cry, but I'm not a crier. I'm just, I'm just like a bad person. Yeah, I'm a crier. It's fine. That's fine. Uh, it, <laughs> it, uh, it, it. I don't know. For me, it's because like these these. You know, Patrick Stewart and Hugh Jackman, they've been in those roles forever, you know, and seeing them each in their final turn as those characters, giving it their all, and it was just sad. It was cool. Stuff happened. We they, said spoilers. They died. They both die. It was they super sad. And in, in, like, sad, sad ways. Yeah. Oh. The worst for me was... Stewart. Yeah, Professor Cause X he, for Because sure. he thinks he's talking to Logan. And then that person who he thinks is his friend. Well, just him going, like, he, he doesn't remember what he did, but he knows it's bad. And just in his tearful delivery, I just, I couldn't... It strikes to a lot of people who have it. had grandparents with memory issues. Yeah. And I know a lot of people who had, like, grandparents with Alzheimer's were like, oh my god, that really struck me. I don't, it thank really god, have had to deal bad. with that. But yeah. Oh. The little girl. I mean, that's not to, like, undercut Logan's death, because that was also... Like that that scene okay, so that scene I was like, I'm fine, I'm fine, I'm fine. Then X twenty three turns the cross into an X and then I just ball. That was where I lost it too. I didn't cry, but I was like that was like oh No That's so sad. <laughs> but uh X twenty three. The actress's name I cannot remember. It is escapes me as well. Phenomenal. She was so good. My favorite, my sister loves, she pulled, she found this, like, post, um, and it was me while watching, uh, X-23 and Logan, and it was one of the Kardashians with a cat, we are on phone, going, you're doing amazing, sweetie. sweetie. <laughs> I saw that. And she that's, snapped that's that how to I me. feel about that it. That was hilarious. It's so good. She, she crushes it, and yeah, everything is very different. Yeah. Oh my god, it's bloody. But... <laughs> it's bloody, it's dark. It's not the X-Men movies you've been watching. It's not the Wolverine movies you've been watching. But it does everything it's supposed to do. And the final fight is essentially with a new character. Not really, but yes. Yeah, it's, it's a character it's, that they it's never... It's X-24, which in the comics, uh, there have been... The concept of plans for uh, experiments all the way through X, I think, 40? 50? It was high. Like, existed... But the characters never did. Right. So this is a new character, mo- more more or less. Yes. Yes, they never put the specific person in the comics, which yeah. was neat. Um, the the people who made that movie did a very good job. Oh, it was... It was I would say they it's crushed a, it. I would say 10 out of 10, that movie. It's great. Um, let's move on to the next movie, Doctor Strange. I like Doctor Strange a lot. Phenomenal movie. A lot of people, and I get where they're coming from, said it... Essentially, is the same movie as Iron Man. Mm-hmm. Like it, it walks What's the wrong same with that, beats. What's wrong with that? Nothing. But like the 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 magic universe is so different from the actual universe. Like it, you should probably do something different. But artistically, the direction was incredible. Yes, unreal. You know, it, the, I love the, the, the special scenes, effects. The scenes where he's twisting, turning reality. Mm-hmm. You feel without getting sick. That's what I was worried about. I get car sick really easily. And I movies, do too. Movies that do that poorly. I noticed. I didn't notice it in this movie. The way they're flipping. Marvel's not one to, like, mess around, though. Well, but, I mean, either way, just that's a big perspective shift. And yeah. not, it may not have been their fault, but it didn't ever come up. That's true. They did it perfect. It was great. Um, Benedict Cumberbatch, I honestly didn't... I'm so used to seeing him or hearing him with a British accent. 
It was. It's, it was <laughs> jarring to start. It, I, but you fell into it. Yeah, you fell. I into fell it. into it real. It fell. It, it felt natural at a point. Yeah, I could tell he was doing an accent at some points. Was I've heard him say those words in an accent. Right. Well, but like, it worked. We've seen him in various other things, and this is the first time I've seen him with an American accent. Yeah, it. it you got into it. He did a good but job. But to start, it was kind of weird. He's not, I really not Tom Holland good, but pretty good. Oh, oh we'll get there. Um, the uh, I loved Tilda Swinton as the ancient one. I know we talked about that. We mm-hmm. talked about like whitewashing, but like I felt it was really cool because mm-hmm. we we got to realize MCU is different from the Marvel universe. Yes, you know it's 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 not it's not that it is different. Um, so with this one, they went specifically and said that she was of Celtic origin. So they right. made that work. Um, they didn't. They didn't take her Tilda Swinton as an Asian person. No, which it worked, like you said. Yeah, uh, I loved Mordo. I cannot wait for the second movie. I like. I like Baron Mordo. I saw yeah. Carl Mordo, right. which is fine. But like, but he I was cannot cool. wait for Baron. No, I'm just saying I'm excited for Baron Mordo. And now because they they introduced him in this first one, there's less exposition you have to do, mm-hmm. so they don't have to do everything in the one movie. Here it they is. They can just kind of ease into it. Here it is. You know the character already, which is, I think, going to play absolutely to their strengths. Absolutely. It's going to be great. My favorite character in the movie, though, was the cloak. <laughs> I loved how they made the cloak a character and how they made it kind of the comic relief in the scenes. and But at the same time, it helped him still. It yep. saved his life at it least It reminded twice. me a lot of... Um, the, the 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 magic carpet from Aladdin. Yes, absolutely. It seemed to have the same kind of personality. Hundred percent. Just great. I, I would have. I thought the exact same thing. Um, one thing about the movie I did want to call out was that they purposely wanted the final fight to be different and not about like necessarily destruction. It's all about like reconstruction. Absolutely. The entire final fight. That was what like sold the you know building. That, that's getting what sold rebuilt. the movie. Did you know that? The no. Dire- the director whose name uh, James Wan. Is that right? Possibly, I don't. I don't know. know. I don't want to. I don't. I don't know. Um, he walked in and said, "This is my Doctor Strange thing. Here's the final act." And he pitched them walking backwards, fighting and building the city. And they're like, "That's amazing. You got the job." That's what sold him as the director. Well, good. And it, it was wonderful. It was awesome. And much to the, the comics, like this huge cosmic event happened, and no one notices. Right. <laughs> right. It was great. That baffles me in comics. It's like, what do you? How do you look? Just look. There's a floating head in the sky. That was another thing. I did not know how they were going to do Dormammu. Yeah, they did it great. In my opinion, perfect. I thought it was great. I don't know much about him, admittedly, but like, what I know about Dormammu largely comes from Marvel vs. Capcom three. So I know it from that and the Superhero Squad, that like kids show. Yeah, I've read the little. My students have the book. And it's like, oh, look, it's Dormammu. And they're like, who's Dormammu? And the guy got the fire and it said, it's, he's a hard character to do. Yeah. Because he's a little silly. Mm-hmm. But he has to be menacing and he's pure evil. Yep. And they did it well. They did it well. Uh, Doctor Strange, I'd say 9 out of 10. Caecilius was fine. Not great, not bad. Very Who was that Pretty actor? one-dimensional. Mads Mikkelsen? Yeah, he's or, just a good bad guy. Mads Milkinson? Mickelson, I think is right. Mickelson, okay, whatever. Yeah, except Rogue One, except Rogue yeah, One. Right, I thought That's for true. like every time I see his face, it it, it just like he's, he's, a, bad he's a bad guy. You he's can't a, trust him. That's what guy. it is. But no, he he did a good job. He was Hannibal Lecter. Yeah, like he is a bad guy. Um, he was he, he was he was great. He was fine. I thought he was absolutely fine. Yeah, um, nobody was bad, but not movie. like spectacular. Right. But like fine. Yes, absolutely. Just because they didn't give the character a lot. Yes. He did. He did what he had, mm-hmm. but he didn't have a lot to do. Um, so I, I'd say nine out of ten. 
I'd probably give it like an eight, but like eight? a high eight. Okay. It was really good. I think I'm a little more lenient on most things rather than you. You're the more critical yeah. of the two of us. No. Um, so what movie are we talking about next, John? Uh, Lego Batman. Oh! I'm doing this. <laughs> A.K.A. the best Batman movie there's ever been. Ah, it's still nah. like Dark Knight. Nah, it's better than Dark Knight. Yeah, I love it so much. <laughs> I love all the references. I love all the jokes about Batman. I love Will Arnett's voice. I love all of the... how They straight up make fun of the fact that Robin doesn't have pants. Mm-hmm. And that he's not his son. And they're like, that's weird. And he's like, well, of course it's not my son. That'd be weird. And I'm like, oh, no, it's way weirder if it's not your son, Bruce. Uh, they, oh, my God. It's such a great movie. They ran with all the campiness of Batman. They What they did in this movie, first of all, they kept the, the feel. If you haven't seen this movie, shame on you. <laughs> How dare you? It's still a Lego movie. Yeah, that's, what, that's just what I was going to say. Is that the they, they kept the feel from the Lego movie. They kept the artistic style, of, except like it's only Gotham. They like, kept the artistic style and feel. The, and the main they thing will, at the They end, got Will Arnett back right. to be Lego Batman. And the main crux at the end is the plates are clicked together and there's nothing below us. Yep. And we'll all die. <laughs> and it's like, well, that's... Well, if, it's a, if you're playing with Legos, of course yep. there's going to be pieces clicked together. It was so awesome. I love that they also got... Uh, um, Jonah Hill and uh Oh boy. Twenty one jump straight guy. Yeah, he has a name. Channing Tatum. Channing Tatum. Back to hot one. The hot one. <laughs> they got them back to play uh Superman Green Lantern and Green. Superman. That was Sometimes I don't get oh, Superman's man. emails for months. <laughs> good point, GL. <laughs> so it's so fun. it's and super have, good. There's a Voldemort joke, and then Voldemort's in the movie. Yeah, okay, so they got Ray Fines as a character in the movie that is not Voldemort. <laughs> I think they wanted him as as Alfred either way. Sure. And then they're like, we could have had Voldemort. And they're like, huh? And they're like, nah, that'd be weird if he's voicing the guy too. And or maybe he maybe he was done with the character himself. Maybe WB said, no, you have to char- we will charge you more money. You have the rights to Voldemort, not to Voldemort's actor. I think that the actor may have been like, I, I'm, I'm done. Good. I I'm did good. like eight movies. Like, I'm okay. I, I had a good time. I'm good. I'm good. That, either way. Um, um, there's a Wicked Witch of the Rest reference. There's Daleks in it. Yeah. The, basically, there's like just bad guys. It's Just awesome. like bad dudes. Like uh, in the negative the, the, the Creatures from the Black Lagoon. Yeah. Oh, man. It's such a funny movie. The, it's, my it's favorite really part good. is when they go, well, I remember you having similar episodes like this. And then he names off all the years Batman movies came out. And they show you scenes yep. with Legos from the Batman movies. The BVS one I liked a lot. It was just so the two awesome. minifigs like, going Running at, at each other. But, but in slow they, motion, like but, Zack Snyder style. But then they get to 66, and it's Adam West. Yep. Which was hilarious. Yeah. So funny. Um, I love that movie. It was love, really good. love that movie. Because um, they also, in doing that, just to kind of talk on that... They they're like cool. Everything Batman ever happened, we'll figure it out later. Everything ever happened. Yep. <laughs> like Grant Morrison's Batman run, but not like that was like used with thought. This was like, hey, yeah, we're having fun. We'll figure it out later. It's fine. And Clay everything Face, happened. Clayface was voiced by that little brunette actress in Hollywood whose name I can't remember, but she always plays like the quirky girl. She's like, yeah, I'm helping. <laughs> you gotta be a little more specific. The one who plays the ukulele. All the time. Oh! She was Clayface. I cannot think of her name. No, not her. My life. Not her. The one who does uh, Sheldon the Shell. The You know what? Keep talking about no, Batman. No, no, no. I know. No, it's the same person I thought I was thinking of. I'm, gonna, I'm just going to IMDB it. She is like kind of, not bug eyes, but like big eyes. Yes. She, yeah, she's like a, yeah. she's like a, she plays like the little quirky girl in everything. <laughs> um, but the movie itself, just like, 
yes, it had all these great jokes and references for Batman people, and they like name all the the rogues and like Kite Man, blah blah. And the, the, the guy Condiment goes, Man, the Condiment I King, legit- the Condiment, condiment King. Excuse me. I and, go, and the Joker goes, "Yep, they're all real. Maybe we're the Google." <laughs> John Googled them. I did. Them. I Googled, I had to. I'm like, there's no way. All those were real. Jenny Slate, she played Harley Quinn. Where is Clayface, yeah, her. Her. You've seen her in a million things. Kate Micucci, I believe. She's hysterical. Yeah, it's... Her big thing that I've seen her in is she always has a, a ukulele. And yeah. she's, she's actually really good at playing it. Mm-hmm. Um, she dated... If you've ever seen Scrubs, I have she seen dates Scrubs. Ted. Oh. Remember that? In like Vaguely. season seven, before it went really bad. Vaguely. Um, uh, point is, great movie. Great, great movie. Absolutely. That one gets a 12 out of 10 for me. I loved it so much. I saw it two times in theaters. I'm literally looking at the steelbook right now, which is amazing. I actually have every DC movie made in the last few years, except for Man of Steel in a steelbook. Ironically, I don't have the Man of Steel steelbook. I, I believe it's a hot commodity if, at this if point. If any fans have a Man of Steel steelbook that they don't want, they can send just it the to case. me. Just the case. Literally, literally just the case. <laughs> you can keep the movie. I just want the case. Or even swapsies. I'm sure you'll yeah, send abso- them back the thing. Absolutely. Uh, yes. Good idea, John. <laughs> Absolutely. Um, next up. Guardians of the Galaxy. Guardians of the Galaxy 2. Now, John, Guardians of the Galaxy 1 was... I guess I didn't grade Lego Batman, but I'd probably give it oh, another yeah. 8. I thought it was really solid. It was really good. The music was also good in it. Yeah. Fun music. And all-star cast. Kimmy Schmidt was in it. I forgot about her. I know. She's Ellie um, Kemper, she's great. Um, okay, Guardians of the Galaxy 2. Now, Guardians 1, John, was not your favorite Marvel movie. Was it, among, your... it was among my... It still is probably among my bottom. Like, what do you think of the second one? It was really good. That movie almost made me cry. I really liked it. Yeah? The dad stuff. Mm. I have a good relationship with my father, and I like my dad a lot. See, when we went so to when see sad, it... when sad dad stuff happens, I'm like, oh, no. <laughs> we went to see it. It was for my Jeremy's birthday. birthday. Yeah. So we did the drive-in, which is a great concept, but it was really cold. It was freezing. So, <laughs> the entire movie, I was either very uncomfortable, because I was in a van that was not meant to seat that many people... Or I was very cold because I was outside in a lawn chair under a blanket. So I would like to see it again. Uh, but Under better, warmer, <laughs> yeah. comfortable circumstances. Yes, I, I can agree with you on there. Um, but the movie was good. It My qualms with the first one, it pretty much fixed it. I felt the first one moved kind of slow. I feel they spend way too much time in the prison. Um, I feel that a lot of characters don't. They have times to shine, but they don't really have arcs going on. They don't have stories to tell. Mm-hmm. Uh, this one fixed all of that. Mm-hmm. It also, for the Marvel Cinematic Universe, intru- introduced the concept of the Celestials. Thank God, finally. It took forever. <laughs> we have the magics now. You have the the space people. You have the down-on-the-earth fighters. Mm-hmm. You have the meta... No, not metas. They are in DC. The, the people, The people with, like, superpowers. The non-superpower people. So finally, it took them forever to get to the Celestials. But Guardians 2 was well, you the have perfect to, you movie have to, to do build it. Up. It was perfect. Yeah. No, yeah, it worked. I'm just happy that they're there. I wanted them to get there, and they got there. Mm-hmm. And so what was really cool was, again, spoilers, like, just go see the movie. Now it's on you. The ending. Adam Warlock. is going to be in the <laughs> universe. It's so exciting. Yeah. I'm super excited to see an Adam Warlock cameo. Even if it's... Even if it's only, like... Small, or if he becomes no, an actual big character, it's going to be a big deal. I'm really looking forward to it. It's I'm, gonna be, I'm hoping maybe for not, one of the Infinity Maybe movies. not Infinity War, but probably whatever Avengers Four is going to be called. He's going to have a big part. 
didn't Chris Evans just extend to another two extender two Avengers four? Woo. That's so he, he doesn't die yet. He's not. He might die eventually. He's not gonna die in twenty eighteen. <laughs> yeah, twenty twenty. Um, Nineteen. It's it's one oh, year. It is? Apart, oh, yeah. okay. Um, yeah, Guardians two is good. What the one thing that it didn't have that the first one had was the soundtrack, the crazy amazing soundtrack that carried the first movie so well. The soundtrack was really good in two, but it didn't have nearly the same staying power. But one of the song it, it used a couple songs more than once. Brandy and, and, and the chain um, by uh, yes by Fleetwood, Fleetwood Mac. Mac. Love that song and. Which was fine. You know, they're great songs, but Brandy was specifically story tied in. Like, it was perfect. If you, know, very, if you know the song Brandy, yeah. it's perfect for the movie. And if you don't know the song Brandy... They explain it! Good. Yeah, they tell you! Yeah, it's true. <laughs> like, watching the beginning of the movie, you're like, oh, I know the song. And then, like, if you go back on the second time, you're like, oh... It's great. Yeah. They gave you... The, it was just the right amount of Baby Groot. Yeah, I was, wor- was I was really worried they were going to overdo that. I wasn't merchandising. I wasn't has, like but that's not the movie's yeah, fault. I wasn't left wanting more, and I wasn't overburdened by the presence of it. And it you got great. teenage group. You did get teenage group, which is hysterical. I love. That. Although apparently that's not teenage group. Is it not? No, Gunn has said that's not teenage group. What is it? It's probably like I would guess like the equivalent of like eleven or twelve year old. Oh, but he did come out and say it's not teenage group. Whatever. Boo. <laughs> oh, okay. um, um, Guardians 2 it's not, There's not a ton to say uh, It's a good movie Kurt mm-hmm. Russell's really fun in it I like him as a bad yeah. guy um, They do Eagle Living Planet They show you Ego's face so, I was so hyped for that so, <laughs> We talked um, about it on this podcast How excited I was to see We that. did And, and I, I it, it, it let Sorry one, This is my last thing It like Fulfilled every expectation I had And if they ever make a Funko Pop for it I have to buy it like a three foot tall ego, <laughs> just like a yeah, absolutely. <laughs> um, one thing I found out after the fact was that in Logan, mm-hmm. or not in Logan, I'm sorry, Deadpool, um, Fox wanted to change Negasonic Teenage Warhead's power set to whatever it was in the. Movie. I don't know much about the character, like straight up, but whatever it was in the movie it was they wanted to change it to. So they so, so they, they went to way. Marvel, and because Marvel had to sign off on it. Okay, so Marvel said okay. Here's what we'll do. You can do it, but then we get the rights to Ego Living Planet. So that's why they got Ego? That's how it got it. That's how it got in Guardians. And the MCU. Worth. I was so hyped to see Ego Living Planet. It's such a small thing. It's such a goofy character, but it was so cool. Speaking of small, goofy characters, the Watcher was in there. (laughs) The Watcher was in the movie in a terrible Stan Lee cameo, in my opinion. (laughs) It was fine. It was all ad libbed. They they took like a bunch of takes, all ad libbed, and they took whatever they wanted, and they left the rest. Nothing against Stan Lee. He was he. It wasn't my favorite. I, the Tony Stank one's still my favorite. Tony which Stank he references great. that one. Yeah, which, which is, is great. which is cute. Tony Stank but, is probably my third. Uh you know what? Amazing Spider Man Two is my favorite. Amazing Spider Man One is my favorite with the uh, library. That's my scene. number two. My first one's always Rise of Silver Surfer. I'm Stan yeah, Lee. Yeah, like, what do you mean I'm not invited? I'm Stan Lee. That's true. That one's really good too. <laughs> Oh man, love it so much. That, uh, so yeah, Guardians two rating. I'm gonna say eight, eight and a half out of ten. I gave it a seven. It was good. It's probably in middle of the road as far as my. If I were to redo my tier list for Marvel, probably I, yeah, I guess that. See, I think that'd be a little lower for me. But it was, it what, was good. What did happen with those people who were like very high on Guardians as a whole, like this one less. 
than the first and one. People who I think I said players. People who you said uh, people. You're right. People, you said okay. people. people who were not very high Check on Guardians one. Um, they liked it a lot better. Okay. And that seems to have been pretty consistent. It leveled off, kind of. Okay. It 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 kind of reined it in. Sure. Which didn't appeal to Guardians one mega fans, but did appeal to people who were not mega fans of Guardians one. That makes sense. I can see that. I can see that. Okay. All right. Um, it's it, good movie straight up. But now. Dun, 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 dun. Wonder Woman. Before we get to Wonder Woman, I do want to say uh, I forgot to mention this at the beginning. Of this. It recently. We lost someone in the comic book world who was near and dear to my heart, Adam West, um, who was, in my opinion, the best Batman of all time. You know, obviously he's campy, but uh, I just wanted to say, Adam, you will be missed and we, you will be loved forever. So that's all I have to say. I, I have nothing really to add. Unfortunately, I didn't watch. I think I've seen maybe two episodes of the show and the movie. Didn't really see much of it. Um but, you know, credit where credit's due. To, to many, 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 many people, he will always be Batman. He'll be the only Batman. Yeah, absolutely. He was the Light Knight. I loved him. So, uh, rest in peace, Adam West. You will, be, you will be missed forever. But, now, the climax of our This Week in Geek. I had to bring it down, and we can bring it right back up. That's right, we're talking about it. Wonder Woman. So good. It's the best. It was amazing. It's so good. It's the best DCEU movie, but like that's, that's that bar is that so low. But it's it does top. edge Man of Steel though. Yes, Man of Steel is Man of Steel was the best one. Now this is the best one. Uh, my current rankings go: Wonder Woman, Man of Steel, BVS, Suicide Squad. Suicide Squad which I probably like, agree. Well, BVS extended ultimate mega. I'm only counting that one, yeah. Okay. I don't even count the theatrical edition anymore. Suicide Squad? Does not matter. I've seen both. They're the same movie, there's just more of it. A little it's, bit more. It's, it, but it doesn't add or, or yeah. subtract. It's just the, like, there's yeah. more. No, the... the it's like if you, get, if you get, like, super, like... If you get, like, Little Caesar's Pizza. Okay. But then when you buy it, it's like... But you get two more slices. That's it's exactly like, it. Fine. But like, it's pizza. B, the BVS one is... Here's Little Caesars, but wait. You it, want wings and crazy bread? Exactly. <laughs> you get wings and, and crazy bread. Cine sticks. It's all the, 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 you want the, a two liter? The BVS director's cut is a phenomenal movie. It it's adds so a Superman good. plot back in and the movie. And a, a tangible, real lowest plot. Yeah, upon first viewing a B, I'm sure we talked about this. Upon first viewing a BVS, I thought that the answer was to cut Lois. Nope. The answer was to add more Lois. And it worked out so much better. Yep. But Wonder Woman, <laughs> it fired on all cylinders. Gal Gadot was amazing. The soundtrack was amazing. Patty Jenkins clearly is an is a phenomenal filmmaker. The script is good. The characters are good. The action is good. The whole movie is so good. The whole movie is very good. It it really doesn't have a bad part. It has a little bit of a slow bit. A little bit. Where? Just after the no man's <laughs> land. Just after the no man's land scene when they're dancing. Oh yeah. It's it it slows it down. Yeah, but it's necessary. It's not bad. It's not bad. No, it's just slower. Because you get this, because you go like start off a little slow, like pacing it, building up. Then you get sweet high end action, high octane. Then it slows itself down again. It's a little bit like, oh, okay, we're doing this now. It's a great, it's a great way to pace the movie out. I think that's the perception because that part is not funny. The other part where it slows down is the boat where they're going, and she has a bit of fish out of water in London, mm-hmm. um, which by definition, yeah, it's slow. Nothing's really going down. But it's humorous, so it doesn't come across. I like think the that. dancing scene, while slow, is great pacing. 
It's very slow. Good. Yeah, slow no, is not like also, I'm not saying slow is bad. Fun fact about Wonder Woman: there are zero deleted scenes. Really? Yeah. There it's is. Just there's the, no more the content. Yeah. Beautiful. They filmed everything. everything I do want to hear what Patty has to say on her director's um, commentary. I'm curious to hear. Oh about yeah, I'll, I, I'll, I just, just want to hear Absolutely. that. But the mo- I've seen it three times in theaters. I've seen it twice. <laughs> Slacking. Your Marvel <laughs> bias is showing, John. It's it's a phenomenal movie. It's it's very good. I love all the side characters too. Mm-hmm. Chief. Uh, Tre- Steve Trevor's great. Yeah. Chris Pine is adorable. The whole movie. And then it gets, but then it gets the uh, spoilers. I'm done. I'm done saying it. I'm done saying it. When Professor Lupin is fighting her at the end of the movie, <laughs> Ares. When her and Ares are fighting, and the thing that gets her, see, it, they could have done this really poorly. They could have done the whole love will always win thing, and it made it could have made it seem like she's a weak. They could have made it seem weak, right? Because love can sometimes be synonymous. We'll with We'll go into weakness. what I thought the movie was going to be after this point. Yeah, I, I just want to say that, but yeah. that I, the movie. Here's what it could have happened, okay? And I'm not saying anything against women, women superheroes, anything. But to some people, they're perceived as less. It's unfair. It's not true. But they could, if the wrong director could have taken Wonder Woman and made her sappy and weak because of love. Patty Jenkins did not do that. She made her stronger because of her compassion and love. And I was so happy that she was done right. Because mm-hmm. she's the warrior princess who doesn't want to have to fight. Yep. She says that a lot. She doesn't want, except for Injustice, she doesn't <laughs> want to fight. <laughs> yeah, but she's clearly on Team Bad in Injustice. Yeah, no, <laughs> she's the bad guy in Injustice. One and two, which we will talk about. Um, but sh- the love thing is good. And it makes her compassionate. And then she still uses it to... To still kick the crud out of Ares. Mm. And it's so good. And I loved it. And it was so awesome. And I'm so angry that the SDC, the San Diego Comic Con, is getting exclusive Wonder Woman pops. I'm so angry. And Dorbs. I'm so angry. <laughs> uh, so what I thought was going to happen. 12, 200 out of 10. Yeah, so good. So good. <laughs> I probably ran in about a 12. No. Oh, you're, you're like, uh, what's that? Like, you're being, uh, you're being like, reserved? Uh, yeah, where did, yeah. yeah, talk about where you thought the movie was going, John, because this is super interesting. So, where I thought the movie was going, and I'm, honestly, the final product is great, and I wouldn't change it for the world, but where I thought but it was going But doesn't mean you go, didn't have things going into it. You, yeah. You think. You're a human being. Yeah. So, I did not think Ares was going to be in the movie. I didn't, I, 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 after Suicide Squad, I should have learned my lesson, but, like, I didn't. Like, I didn't see him in the marketing. I also didn't think that... Oh, let's, from... pause right th- let's pause right there. How good was the marketing for this movie? Oh, it was really good. Did you didn't get... know anything. It was awesome. I think there was only one trailer that even had Dr. Maru, and even then, it wasn't, like, a lot. It was great. It was great. Yeah, it I, was... I, I think they found the Star Wars guy. Yeah. It was perfect. <laughs> All right, go get ahead. Go, keep saying. Um, get him on retainer. <laughs> he's perfect. He's what he's doing. Yep. Uh, so... The whole thing in the movie is like she's like Ares will come again, so they have to keep training, which is absolutely 100% a thing. So she helps Steve escape on the premise that he will take her to Ares. To the war. Yeah, to the <laughs> war. So I thought the movie was going to go in a direction to where eventually it will be revealed that Ares just isn't a thing. There is no Ares. And yeah, there or, is no or, Ares. There's no Ares in this conflict or ever, whatever. Yeah. Like this is man, not Ares. Um and she'd have to see And it would be a more like that. kind of internal thing. And that's kind of where I thought it was going to go, which is a valid thought, but you were wrong. <laughs> I was wrong. And it's fine. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> it's absolutely fine. I also I love largely because of just how kind of movies go anyway. 
Again, spoilers, like we said it 500 times. I'm done saying it. <laughs> <laughs> it's on um, you now. When she ends up killing Ludovich? Ludovich? Is that his name? The German guy. Yeah, like the German like general dude. She she believes he's Ares. Everything in her gut tells her he's Ares. So she goes. She it's a showdown. And Which I want to I want to I want to shout out Hannah, my girlfriend. She said that guy's Ares, and she said it was Lupin. Oh yeah, good job. I, I was like, wow, good for you. Yeah, I did not know that <laughs> at all. No, it, it, <laughs> no, it, they did a good job of hiding it. But um, she knew it. She mm-hmm. said it in the beginning of the movie. Go ahead. So she just straight up killed him. With a sword. Sword through body. Like, he is Ludendorff. dead. Ludendorff. 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 That's the one. That was close. Yeah, uh, absolutely. <laughs> I was going to start with a G, so you were closer. Um, so, yeah, just straight up murdered him. So, when people, like, at, at the office I work at, they're like, oh, would, like, I have a, like, a, like a niece or something. Should I take her? One woman in my head. And I'm like, yeah, it's fine. And then, then I let him go, like, she straight up kills someone and in cold blood. Because she's scene. pretty sure he's that guy. The bridge scene. With all the guys with, like, their hands blown off. I guess it didn't phase me. Right. You're 30. <laughs> a six-year-old girl shouldn't go see... Like, six-year-old boy or girl should not go be... Maybe maybe not yet. Maybe wait till nine. <laughs> or maybe, like, when it gets on DVD, then you skip that part real fast. You just fast forward. But it's a good way of showing how horrible war is without actually showing how horrible war is. It's a really good war movie. Yeah. It's not Saving Private Ryan, but it's a really good war movie. The no man's land scene is incredible, and the symbolism there—they were gonna—they were gonna take that out of the movie. Why? Kevin Smith and Mark Bernard were talking about it on Fat Man on Batman. They were gonna take that out of the movie. They said, ah, "I don't know, can we skip this?" And Patty goes, "Patty Jenkins, I'm just gonna call her Patty. We're friends." She goes, <laughs> "If there's no scene like this, this scene isn't it. There's no movie. I walk." And they're like, "Fine." And it's by far my favorite scene is that that no man's land scene. Why did they want to cut it? They just wanted—they just felt they could move past it. I mean, Batman vs. Superman. Suicide Squad. Lot. They cut a lot. Um, ah, that scene ties, like, literally ties everything together. Yeah. Because they fight... It's almost like because... someone else at DC should be picking the movies <laughs> and how to write them. Well, because, like, the entire movie up to that point, Diana is told no. And so she goes, you know what? I'm over this. We're just going to do it. And they do it, and they fight really hard, and, and they... they get to the town. They save the town, and then the town is, like, then killed. But like, by German high command but like you also had that devastation like we worked so hard it also shows Steve and that she gone. is who she says mm-hmm. she is it's not just this crazy lady who's pretty strong she is who yeah. she says she is I was, I was actually like chuckling a lot while watching this movie because a she baby. says she said no not, not <laughs> even love, that, that not even that she says with such conviction that like it's Aries and in my mind I'm just like honey there's no Aries but there was. <laughs> it was great. Let's talk about Ares for one second. What a great costume. Then mm-hmm. the mustache. About, yeah, <laughs> that, it could have been better. Even when he like fell from Olympus, he had the mustache. And I'm like, eh. Um, Whatever. Maybe the guy likes the mustache. I will walk if I can't do this mustache. A lot of movies and, like, quite frankly, video games will throw in a new like final boss or ultimate bad guy late into the game. This movie did... A lot of, like, RPGs do. Um, but why it works so well with Ares is people have a concept of Ares. You don't need to 
develop Maru, develop Ludendorff, and develop Ares. You don't have to. You know People who get Ares it. is. People get it. If you've, and taken, that's why if you've it taken freshman English, you know who Ares is. Yeah. And that's why it worked, I felt, so well. Because people know who this is. Mm-hmm. There, There is a bit in the beginning telling you about Ares, just in case you yeah. you don't. But With it's... Aquaman clearly in the painting. Just saying. Uh, um, I think they're going to like use that. I think that trident was Poseidon's trident. I think probably. So. That's, it looks the exact same one. That's, that's, that's a side note. Probably. Um, um, but yeah. The so, movie is so, so good. That's why it just worked, worked very well. Uh, it's entirely self-contained, mm-hmm. which is it's 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 framed neatly. Yes, with the with the with the photo yep. from BVS. It's framed really, neatly, but you can take out the frame, which is even cooler. Mm-hmm. It's really great. It's a really great movie. It's a really great movie. Oh man, uh, Gal Gadot is Patty phenomenal. has said because again we're friends. Um, <laughs> Friend of the show, Patty <laughs> Patty Jenkins. Uh, from what I read, I shouldn't say she, but I I read that she. In order to get this movie, she and Gal each had to sign an agreement saying they would be back for a sequel should it be greenlit or optioned or whatever the term is. I've read that she hasn't signed on for they haven't signed her for a sequel yet. Warner Brothers has not said we're doing a sequel. Oh, okay. Gal's and Patty's contracts say, say if we're doing a sequel, you have to do the sequel. Oh no. Which, Two of the best her, people in DC. Yeah, but Patty initially was not on board because she doesn't, like myself, believe that any kind of art or creative expression should be forced. That's fair. So she is what also she, the director of Monster. I know, no, she like she's, she's, a, she's got chops. Great, I what's get ridiculous it. is that movie won uh, Charlize Theron an Oscar mm-hmm. thirteen years ago. That was her last movie she directed. That's not fair. She's been, I believe, trying to get this movie for at least a few years. This is ridiculous that people. Who are that talented to have to fight that hard? And Michael Bay gets to keep making Transformers movies. <laughs> Just churns one out. Oh my god! It's been two and a half years. The last night. Let's call Lincoln so Park. Bad. See what they're up to. Oh god! <laughs> I don't care. I don't um, care. But, but so then she realized, you know, I made this this great movie, and I have an opportunity to make another great movie. Yeah, and that's that's the the mindset she's taking. A lot of people are speculating on where they're going to go next. She said she would like to bring Wonder Woman to America. That's really all we got. Will it be a contemporary story? Yes. Cool. That's really all. I want to see her fight <laughs> Cheetah. But I want Cheetah, it to be, I want it to be a small I thing. believe it's between and this is all a rumor so who's to say. Um but yeah, completely unsubstantiated rumor. Yeah. But it said it's between We're Cheetah, not experts we're fans. Right. It said uh but this is like again not yeah. just me talking it's just completely not a thing. Um, Cheetah and Cersei. Cersei would be cool, but Cersei I think takes up takes more setup. Cheetah's great because it's just an Amazonian or a doctor, somebody who comes to the island and steals a treasure she's not supposed to and gets cursed. That's an easy setup for the beginning of the movie. You could really run with that, or make Cheetah a, a tertiary thing in the movie. Right? You open up with Wonder Woman and, and like your Doctor Maru. In this no, 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 I'm saying even less. Oh, just like like, like Batroc the Leaper and Winter Soldier. Exactly. Where like you fight him, and that's that's it. And that's Who cares? But then it was like, <laughs> that's that's the one thing that Wonder Woman got a teeny tiny bit of ah was there wasn't a ton of other DC stuff. Which yeah, is but good. it also it, takes place so far out of chronology with sure, everything else. Absolutely, they've done. absolutely. But that's the one thing people were like, if if I could have added one more thing, it would have been that. And I, it's, no one's taking away from the movie. They're just like, I would have liked more. Mm-hmm. So the next one, you could do a ton of it. A ton of just little things. Just, I think that'd be neat. Because I don't think Cheetah's strong enough to make her own movie. 
I don't know which better, quite frankly. She's kind of boring. <laughs> In the Injustice 2 game, she's really hard. But uh, the character itself is meh. Um, but yeah. So, one Roman rank rating out of 10? I believe I said 12. 12 out of 10? Yeah, I agree. 100%. <laughs> Actually, I gave Bat- Lego Batman a 12, so I'm going to give this one a 20 out of 10. I thought you said like 2,000. I said 200, but you're right. That's 2,000. Sad. You're right. No, no, no. John, when John's right, he's right. 2010. It's such a good movie. I'll be buying the hell out of that steelbook. The guy, there's I a never statue. told you this. There's, so a sta- the... there's a statue version, and your sister and I are like, so we should get it, right? <laughs> so the guy who sits uh, across from me at work, mm-hmm. he goes to see movies a lot, and so do I. And he's like, I don't know if I should see Wonder Woman, blah, blah, blah. I'm like, you should go see Wonder Woman. I've been, like, for weeks I've been talking about this. He's like, you don't have a Wonder... Because on my desk at work, I have... <laughs> Iron Man and Captain America Funko Pops fighting from the Civil War box yeah from the Civil War box I have Wonder Woman in my room <laughs> multiple Wonder Woman um, so like he's like see you don't have Wonder Woman Pop I'm like I have like three Wonder Woman Pops <laughs> I just don't bring them to work see, like, I, see <laughs> this is not even one tenth of my collection yeah like this is nothing um, so he's like I don't know if I should see it I'm like I've seen it twice it's really good the woman in front of him is like I saw it this weekend it was really good He's like, well, would you see it again? And she said, uh, probably not, because she doesn't see movies twice in theaters. Fine. That's Dolores. She can do whatever she wants. <laughs> Fine. Um, so he's like, what about you? Would you see it again? I'm like, well, I've already seen it twice. He's like, well, would you go a third time in theaters? I said, I'm probably not gonna, because I'm gonna get the Blu-ray. I'll watch it a third time there. It'll be great. And he's like, yeah, but, like, see, I don't even think I see it. You're not gonna see it three times. Then, he later in the conversation, tells me he's seen Jurassic World six times in theaters. Say Wonder Woman once. Six times in theaters. Jeff, go see Wonder Woman. <laughs> oh my god. Anyway, so. neither here nor there. Names were changed to protect the innocent. But, Absolutely. Uh, see the movie. His name is at actually least Dolores. Once. It's at least good. once. Such a good movie. Such a good movie. Alright, that's it for the movies. We're caught up on the movies that are already out. What do you Next say? month, in two weeks, Spider-Man comes out. And John is super I'm so hyped. jacked. I don't want to be able to see it opening weekend, which sucks. You're not going to? I I'm might gonna, not be able to. I'm going to make sure that I go see it opening night, and I'm going to call you. I'm going to say, oh my god, it was don't so bad. Don't be judging so a pre-release bad. that night. <laughs> um, uh, it looks great. Yeah. It looks just like... We, looks, we have nothing on it. It looks wonderful. It. I cannot wait. I am enamored. Did you, did you watch all the NBA Finals stuff with it? No. I don't like the NBA Finals. I don't like basketball. I did not. But there was a bunch of... There was a sick... There was like four commercials and if you cut them all together, they did. It's like a 30 minute long mini movie with Tom Holland and with uh, John Favreau and with Tony Stark and with all these basketball legends and DJ Khaled is in it and it's hilarious. Like he has to go out and get... Tim Duncan is a basketball player for the Spurs. Most people have at least heard of him. His big thing was he was a very boring basketball player, but he's really good. So, so what's John Favreau's name? Happy. Happy goes. Happy calls him and goes, "Hey, need you to pick up snacks. You're so much faster with the fish fish thing. Uh, go get Tim Duncan snacks. Nothing crazy. The essentials." And he gets him saltines. <laughs> he's, so he's like he's like such a boring, but like it works snack. <laughs> and it's dude, it's so funny. It's it's. We'll put it up. I'll put it up on the Facebook page. It's really sure. funny. Um, Black Panthers and when it's coming out. And we're both fangirling over both of these movies. And I'm so excited for Black Panther. I cannot wait because they we said it with Civil War, but they got a they got an actor who can do a great Spider Man and a great partner. Yep. And I just can't wait for this movie. It's gonna be great. There's Vulture. Yep. It's it's a and different a, take on it on, on Tombs, but like it's fine. And I heard multiple shockers. Hmm. Is one, Instances of the character in the movie. Right. <laughs> not, not like multiple shockers. Who's the actor playing shocker? Have they confirmed? 
the the toy, I believe the toy I've is read names, African American. Nothing um, popped in my head. The toy is African American for sure. We know that because they released the toy um, in the minifigures. Yeah. Sure. I, I the toys are not detailed enough to tell the actor, so I couldn't tell. No, they're also heavily stylized. Right. So I'm not sure who the actor is, but I know for sure that he is African American. Um, the movie looks so good. It, it does. It uh, next month. Oh, also, I did read. I didn't read the article because, like, I want to be as surprised as I can be at this point. Um, but apparently, yeah, someone luck with all these trailers dropping. As we're on here, being like, Aries and Wonder Woman. That, that movie came out. We've all seen it a total of five times. We've been off, we've been off podcast for a year. They can go see Wonder Woman. Um, so, uh, they said that... What was I saying? I don't know. Cool. Oh, so someone has seen the movie and tweeted about it, and it's overwhelmingly positive. So, one person's reaction is that they like the movie. Oh, there you go. That's all I got. That's all you need right now. <laughs> That's all I want, honestly. That's all you can do right now. You can only do that right now. Um, Speaking of Spider-Man. Now, hold on. We're already at, I'm going to keep this in, 44 minutes Neat. of Just This Week in Geek. Do you want to save the game's talk for next week? The game will not be out yet. So, like I said, like, yeah, we'll just table a couple things for next week because we've been going for a while. But we're back, ladies and gentlemen. But the exciting thing is, John... What did we read this week? We read Wonder Woman, The True Amazon. Let's talk about it in the pull list. Here's your pull list. This week on the pull list, we read Wonder Woman, The True Amazon. Jill Thompson is the writer and artist, and Jason Arthur is the letterer. Jeremy. Now, now, Jill Thompson, we both know as the Scary Godmother writer. Mm-hmm. She's wonderful. We actually met her. She's Yeah, we were at uh, C2E2, Chicago Comic Entertainment Expo. Insanely nice. Mm-hmm. Brilliant. We listened to a uh, panel with her. Yeah, women. I believe it was Women in the Comic Industry. Was it or that something one? Something similar. No, it was, the, it was the one that was like getting started. You were looking to do journalism or something that in the industry. It was just in the industry. I've, I've seen her in multiple times. Okay, I've seen her at that one. It was like getting started in the industry. Um, she is an amazing writer. Very, very entertaining just to talk with and, yeah. and hear her speak. Yeah, she was doing a uh, a painting for someone or because she has all watercolor. Uh, yeah, commission. She was doing a commission for someone, and she's just sitting there talking with us, having yeah. a great time. Um, yeah, she's insanely nice, insanely intelligent, and a great artist and writer. Um, what was cool was the dedication had, friend of the podcast, Bill Reinhold in mm-hmm. it, which was really cool. And I asked her publicist at C2A, go, that's... Bill Reinhold from who did Earth X, right? And he goes, yeah, they're friends. I was like, that's amazing. Because <laughs> he's been on our podcast. Uh, and his son is in Lever. And we love Lever. Um, yeah. So we, we knew her going in. So that was why we picked this book. We knew we were going to do Wonder Woman this week for the first one back. Yeah, we, we picked wanted this one to specifically. go kind of like strike while the not strike while the iron's hot but like now is a wonderful time not okay now sorry that attention now is a very opportune time no 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 no, no. it's a wonderful time it's wonderful that was awesome that's too perfect oh man uh it is though like it's punning pun aside it is a wonderful time for and for the record it was not intended i don't know man it was not i know you it might have been a little bit it was not intended Um, i would run up to it Yeah, so we knew we were going to do that, so we decided to do that to work with it. And we, we thought, hey, 
Jell Thompson wrote this one, and it's really neat, and it's a kind of an origin story. So let's do this one. Full disclosure: Jeremy had these thoughts. I hadn't previously heard of this work. He knew Jill Thompson, though. <laughs> yeah, I knew the I knew uh, Jill Thompson, the writer and artist, but I didn't know. So he was well, like, "Yeah, she's cool." We're not friends, like like Patty. I wish. <laughs> oh man, if we were just close, <laughs> Patty is very chill. Oh my god, I miss Thompson. <laughs> um, yeah. So let's get let's just get right into the book. It opens up. It talks a lot, a lot about her origin. The whole book is an origin story of Themyscira, of Diana, and of, and the Amazons and the Amazons. And what's different... Oh, you didn't talk about Themyscira when we talked about Wonder Woman. I figured we'd talk about it now. Makes sense. Yeah. (laughs) So Themyscira, (laughs) in every aspect of Wonder Woman that's ever been written, has been this island paradise. Um, Sometimes it's off the Greek Isles. Sometimes it's just out in the middle of the ocean. In the movie, it seems like it's off the coast of Israel or or near Israel because... Everyone has an Israeli accent. But I like that they did that. It was Because awesome. they, they kept Gal's accent and made it like, that's not her, that's the Amazonian accent. Which that's was the really, Themyscirian accent. Really that cool. was a really nice touch. Um, and this one, this instance of the book is no different. What is different about this is how they get there. So the Amazons in, like, let's just say the movie, are slaves initially. Or they're, they're sent to Earth to quell the anger of man and to be the, the guiding light and then they get turned into slaves because man is horrible and uh, they leave they escape they revolt this one they're just another group of people mm-hmm. that live in Amazonia which is in the the world like the, the populated Mediterranean and these men start to get jealous so they send Heracles, which I love that they didn't do. I love she, she called him Heracles, not Hercules. Well, yeah, because Wonder Woman is very steeped in Greek myths, and so also they would Hercules not get that wrong. doesn't exist. He does in the Marvel universe, and hey. and, and the DC universe. <laughs> and the DC universe. Um, but the real story is Heracles, which was cool. So Heracles is sent to take down the Amazon threat. He chases them around, and he ends up. They escape on Poseidon's boat, mm-hmm. which is neat. And they're about to Themyscira. It looks like a fishy. I love how they did the gods. Yeah. How Poseidon looks like like a piece of the ocean. He's got, like, uh, coral and mm-hmm. stuff like that. And it was barnacles. It was really cool. Um, so, yeah. So then they get to the island. And then what happens, John? And I, we've talked about, last season we talked about, we're not going to do panel by panel anymore. No. It's going to be more of a general topic discussion. Um, and please let us know if that's something you like or if you want us to go back to panel by panel. Let us know if you want to hear us paint watercolors of the issues we do. Whatever I mean, you we want just us want to input. do. We just want people to tell us they like us <laughs> or they don't like us. And what will ma- we just want you to love us. But not like we're needy. Like, I like we'll oh, take no, I am. No, no, no. <laughs> okay, I am. Okay. I'm needy. Love me. So they, they get to the mascara and they really they, they build the cities. They raise the crops. And everything is great and wonderful. They make a whole new like form of art. Yeah, everything is literally the best. The other name for Themyscira is Paradise Island, and this is Paradise Island. Uh, but one person is not super happy, and that is Hippolyta, the queen, because she is lonely, and she yearns like no one's ever yearned for a child. So she ends up going to the the shore, the beach. And makes it out of sand, and then she sings to it. She sings and she's done a this lullaby every night, every night. Just so sad. And the gods hear it, and Zeus hears it, 
First, Poseidon hears it, yeah. They they all hear it. I See, I love that picture of him. That's so cool. Mm-hmm. Where he's like made of coral and uh, seaweed. I love it. I mean, it makes sense. Yeah. Yeah, the gods hear it, and then uh, Zeus says... Or no, the gods weep with how much they love the song, of the sound of Apollo's voice. So they all cry. Is it silver and gold? Silver and gold tears. Um, that then hit her sand baby. <laughs> Hashtag sand baby, I guess. Hashtag sand baby. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, which then comes to life and is named Diana by Hippolyta. And she has been blessed more than any other Amazon has. Yeah, and she's doted upon. She's loved. She's and she. Uh, she's like waited upon. Everyone gives her everything. Everyone's very excited to have a child on the island because she is the only child. Um, the finest silks, best food, all the toys, like the, their top like uh, uh, tinkers, whatever you want. They they just make constructs for her, whatever. Um, and no one tells her no ever. Because like, why would you? She's a precious little precocious girl. She, she's a clay baby. <laughs> <laughs> Hashtag clay baby. Two hashtags in that episode. You're welcome, America. <laughs> Good to be back. Yeah, so she's... So it, without meaning to, the Amazons create this spoiled brat. They, they do not... That is not their intention. They just don't want to ever tell her no because they are so excited and they love her. Yep, but they end up creating a bit of a spoiled brat. But she can also fly. Which happens. Parents never, like, strive for their child to become spoiled. They right. just want to give them the nicest things they can. That's exactly what happens on this island. Now you have a whole island of people doing it. Mm-hmm. They, all they want is what's best. And also, she can fly. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. She, if you've seen the movie, um, a very similar scene to this plays off to where her tutor is like chasing after her because she needs to learn. I wonder if they read any of this book before the movie. I'm sure. There's like bits. I'm sure. You, you kind of borrow and are inspired by certain Well, timeline's things. like perfect. This book yeah. came out right before the movie, like during filming and stuff. I'm wondering if I'm just wondering if they used this particular book. Oh, this is a very recent publication. Yes, very very Interesting. recent. Very very recent. I think okay. 2015, 16. Oh okay. Um, Jill, if you want to hit us up, you know, let me know. <laughs> Friends of the podcast, <laughs> Jill Thompson. Um, but yeah, they take a lot of. Gosh, just, I love it. the art style. Is very, it, it's very. I believe very it's her. all watercolors. It. It looks like it. If it isn't, it really does look like it. It's amazing. The backgrounds for sure are. Mm-hmm. But I don't know if the characters are. I don't, I don't That looks hard to do. And the thing about watercolors as a medium, it really does help convey just how idyllic this island is. Because mm-hmm. everything's all soft and pretty. Pastel colors. Yeah, yeah it's great. great. It, it really works out. Um, but anyway, the scene specifically <laughs> flying yeah. that we were getting to. Yeah. Um, her tutor is shaped, like, Diana, you, you gotta learn. So... She ends. Diana ends up going, standing on a ledge, facing the sea, uh, facing her tutor, but like against the sea. And she's like, "If I, if you want me to to play an instrument, you know, I don't want to do it. I, I'll jump. I'll do it." She's crazy. <laughs> so she's like, "Okay, whatever. You you don't have to do it. Just please get off the ledge. You know, don't don't do anything crazy." So then she like grins and jumps anyway because she can fly. Which, like, who knew? And then, yeah. And then the scene I love next um, shows how great she is at getting out of what few consequences she does have to deal with. Yeah. Um, Hippolyta is reprimanding her, and she goes, but mother, 
I, it was time for me to learn. I had to. I learn. had to learn how to fly, and my tutor can't teach me how to fly. Only the birds can teach me how to fly. Mm, yeah. Hippolyta goes, "Oh, you." <laughs> and this <laughs> continues for like her entire childhood. Yeah. And what's interesting is the Amazons don't age, but Diana does. She gets to the same age. as They them, probably get when, to maturity, and then that's about. That's that. when. She, yeah. Well, none of them. There's no. Then no kids. So mm-hmm. they stopped. She gets to maturity, then she stops. But it's at a rapid pace. But I also feel as though they all came to this island in their age of maturity. That's what I'm saying. They didn't have to age anymore. They just stopped aging. Yeah. She has to get to their age, but she does it at a rapid pace. They say, like, almost overnight she grows into a child, and then they don't. She doesn't, Jill Thompson doesn't say, but it's implied that it's a fast growth. Mm-hmm. Um, and so this, her life continues in this, I, I do whatever I want for a long time, until... One night, some of the women are very drunk and talking about mysterious disappearances on the island. Kind of the, like the taboo. Exactly. Yeah. So maybe there's something on the island that's not supposed to be there. Maybe it's demons from Hades. And Wonder Woman, Diana, she hasn't become Wonder Woman yet. Diana's like, ha, you can't even go face those yourselves? I'll go do it. It's fine. I got this. (laughs) Yikes. And she goes (laughs) and she defeats a monster, saving her friends or... Her sisters. I actually like this. This is like investigation lot because they go to the 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 body of water. I don't mm-hmm. forget if it's a river or a pond or what have you. Um, but they go there and they don't see anything. Then all of a sudden, tentacles come out of the water and grab one of her friends and pull her sisters and pulls her down. Um, and it's it's kind of weird. It's like the bottom half of an octopus. It's or not octopus. I think it's a siren. With, like, that bottom half? Because the sirens were said to be, like, almost mermaids or... I didn't realize they could have... Sea creatures cephalop- that were actually ugly. Cephalopodian bottoms? I don't know. I'm not a doctor. I'm not even a marine biologist. Oh, nothing against marine biologists. Uh, but, yeah. So <laughs> Hashtag marine biologist. <laughs> so they... Uh, she goes down there and she just kills her. No discussion of, like, let her go and it'll be fine. Or it's, like, no, no, let her go and leave forever. There's two words. I'm sorry. Oh, I'm sorry. Four words. No, release her evil beast. And then damn her arms. And then but there was no her. release her or I will. Yeah, it was she, just like, Then she we're swears doing at her. <gasps> Kids look away. Um, Die foul beast. Yeah. So she, she kills this cephalopodian thing. Um, and she finds a treasure. And then this becomes Diana's new thing. So Diana becomes the adventurer on the island. Yeah, she 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 really enjoyed herself. It was something she's good in. She didn't have a task to begin with, you know. So this is a good way to fill the day. And now people love her even more because mm-hmm. she's finding all these treasures and they're singing songs about her. Everyone except she's doing something no one else can do. And everyone loves her except for Alethea. How did you? How would you say her name? I thought I pronounced Alethea. I was saying Alethea. I would say Alethea. I don't know. We're not ancient Greeks or Themyscirans. The Themyscholars haven't told us how to say their name. Themyscholars? I don't know. That was awful. It was. It was really bad. (laughs) Um, But Alethea, she looks after the horses. Specifically, Hippolytus horses. Yes, specifically the the royal horses. It seems like no one on this island is like outcast. Everyone's accepted and loved. Yep. But this is just this person's job. Like mm-hmm. it's not like oh the stable boys. It's, it's not like a caste system. It's like oh she it's tends just to like horses. guys. I got to pitch in. Exactly. Like some, like that's just Alethea's Alethea's job. Yep. So maybe, she, maybe there's a chore wheel. 
Maybe. Maybe they alternate. Like Big Brother? <laughs> <laughs> Maybe. But the point is, it's not seen as a lesser job, where it may be in other stories. No, yeah, it's not a status thing. Right. There's like Hippolyta, Diana, rest. Is I'm like just saying that for the, for the podcast listeners who may not have read yeah. the book yet. Yeah, fair. Which, like, you should. Go out and read this book. Um, but yeah. And she's just kind of ignores Diana. It's like, well, you're kind of rude. I don't like you. Diana straight up says, like, why don't you love me? Yeah, she tries <laughs> super hard. Because gives her gifts, it, invites she her to parties. Cannot get past the concept that someone on the island doesn't like her. She, it's just such a foreign concept that she cannot move past it. Each day, Diana grew more frustrated. Everyone else loved her. Everyone else adored her. She followed Alethea. She stopped in the market and paid for all of her goods. Diana she, studied Alethea while she sketched flowers in the meadow. She ordered musicians to play for Alethea while she relaxed in the hot springs with her friends. She tried to give her a very fancy garment. And so, and then she just breaks down and is like, I did all these things. Why don't you like me? And Alethea, in a really great, great line, says, I bow to no one but your mother, the queen, for she is a leader who has earned my respect and devotion. That word right there is important. Earned. Yep. Diana has earned nothing. She's done all these amazing feats of strength. But what has she earned to be a good person? So Lethe's like, well, you haven't earned it. You know? I don't hate you, but I don't love you. So she just mentions that the people who she brings close to her are the ones who earn it and who love and respect her. Yeah, she she expands by saying that she's moved by a person's honest actions uh, and how they treat those around them. Not so much the cool stuff they can do. Which is a... A valid point. Yep. Alethea makes a valid point. So Diana. Diana, outwardly beautiful, inside kind of ugly, because she's kind of spoiled. Which I wanted to get to this. This is the first time I've ever seen that. Diana is always the best of the best. The Which, like, she is. Absolutely. But I mean, like, personality, too. In yeah. Justice League, she's always the kind one. In Wonder Woman, the movie, she's never, like, sallow. But this isn't. This is an interesting take. This is the first take I've seen of the origin story or of a Wonder Woman story where she's kind of rude, and you don't have to like her initially, and it makes sense. I, initially, I was like, I don't like it because it makes her more human, and I don't want her to be human. I want her to be the best. But there's, it's just not realistic. No one starts off great. But also, bear in mind, Greek characters, many characters inspired by Greek myth, they're they're classically like garbage. Flawed. Yeah. This is a huge flaw. Mm-hmm. Her hubris, yeah. Mm -hmm. So, Diana begins to visit the stable and work. She gilds the horses with amazing... Uh, what's, what are those called? Or saddles. Saddles. <laughs> she does a lot of stuff. She helps. Yeah, she, she basically, you know, pulls up her sleeve, so to speak, and just gets down in there. She puts on her work boots and she goes to work. But nothing's really working. So then, there's the... I want to get this. It's like a, not, it's like a competition of some kind. But I just want to get the name right. Games of physical skill. The commemoration also, of warriors. That's the one. The yes. The I mean, the commemoration of warriors. Yes. So it's, she. It's a game. Yeah. So she, she reasons that if she wins that, she will be objectively the best. Therefore, Alethea will have to like me. And it's also done anonymously, so that it's. It's no yep. one. So that it's yeah, not they have really awesome looking masks and headdresses yeah, really to cool. hide their identity. It's that's really cool. But they get to design their own costumes, mm -hmm. which is super cool. And if you look at the costumes, there's like a vaguely Harley Quinn one. I know, but I 
a just vague, that. There's a vaguely Aquaman one. This one here, the purple one, looks like Cersei, uh, which is cool. And then there's kind of a Wonder Woman-y one. This one. The interesting thing is Diana's wearing looks almost like Donna Troy, who is Wonder Woman's like sidekick. Oh yeah, yeah. Who wears black and gold? So that's kind of neat. Now, whether or not Jill Thompson was saying I want to make this reference, neither here nor there. I think it's neat. Um, but Jill, if you did make that reference, let me know. <laughs> so they do a bunch of stuff. It's almost like Olympic games. There's running. There's yeah. It's definitely multi archery. Multi-event deal. Fire jumping. <laughs> Each of which Diana is winning, but barely. Yeah. She thought she'd be, like, wiping the floor with the competition. Nay, Not nay. so much. She tries. Yep. She gets there. But she has to try and put in a lot of effort. So, I think that the community was like, you ever, okay, you ever play, like, a board game with, like, a very young relative? Mm-hmm. And you, like, let them win? Mm-hmm. Because, like, they're a very young relative? I think that's what's been going on to Diana her entire life at this yeah, point her whole life. in everything. So now that it's anonymous, they don't know it's Diana. Yeah, like all right, we're gonna go. It's a competition. It's me or you. It's not gonna be me. I don't think it's a, gonna be you. I don't think it's a question of whether or not that's the truth. I think that is one hundred percent accurate. Um, in just in what's happening, and I think it's I think it's a very astute observation. Um, so then there's they come finally to the last event. And the last event is a chariot race through all of the mascara. And it, so during Diana's, like, shenanigans, she caught all of the monsters that she bested in this silver horn. Yeah, we and, did We did not cover that. That was the treasure she found while eradicating the things that shouldn't be on the mascara, um, with the mascara, and captured them in this horn. So she has the horn with her. And she is losing this race. This is like this is like all the marbles. It comes down to this, and the champion of this race will win. Yeah, what we know one... as Wonder Woman's tiara. Yep. But like the other things that she's won have been like Hestia's lasso, mm-hmm. the sword, the gauntlets, stuff like that. No, she got those on her triumphs. Not like that wasn't part of this championship. No, no, no that's what I'm saying. The, I meant the Hestia's lasso and the yeah, the gauntlets yeah, yeah, were yeah. won when she was besting the monsters. Mm-hmm. This is the last part of what we know as her costume. Yeah. Which is neat. It's a neat little Easter egg. But, so she blows the silver horn and unleashes all the monsters. to dist- Her idea is not kill everyone. It's to distract. And then I'll win and then I'll clean up the mess. Nay, nay. They're monsters. So, like, her plan works. <laughs> she wins. <laughs> everyone is far too preoccupied with trying to stay alive. <laughs> to even think about the race anymore. And she, it turns into a bloodbath. Yeah, she gets the tiara. She turns back to see just horror. Mm-hmm. There's chariots flipped on drivers. The monsters are ripping the, people apart. Yeah, it's it's the worst. The worst you could have realized yeah. happened. Uh, and then at one point, Diana's about to be eaten by one of the monsters. And a Amazonian woman jumps in the way. Mm-hmm. And saves her. But is Would you in like the to process. comment on her outfit? Her outfit is stars, uh, blue, blue underwear or blue bottoms with white stars. A red top with an eagle, a golden eagle, which we all know as Wonder Woman's outfit. But so and, and the same headdress. Yes, and the same. Yeah, everyone has the exact same headdress <laughs> to keep it on those. Um, so the monsters are eventually beaten and run off. But many were like, here, I'm going to read a direct quote. Many were mauled and cut. Trampled flowers stuck to their bodies, and their blood-soaked backs. Miniature mountains of rubble flowered with tiny red falls. 
Horses screamed from broken legs and were euthanized. One girl trapped under her fallen horse had been paralyzed. Another suffered horrific scarring as she tumbled from her overturned chariot and was dragged into the courtyard. An unconscious girl was thankfully revived, but her brain was damaged, and she was made simple. Diana looked around in horror, slowly comprehending the tragedy of the actions and what she had wrought. Which, very Greek. Yeah. This whole thing is, it's it's so great. It's all Greek to me. Um, <laughs> and then you find the warrior who jumped in the way to save Diana's life was... Alethea. The whole time. The whole time. The stable girl. So she's dead. So you have minimum one woman with her face cut off, basically. Rubbed off. Mm-hmm. A paralyzed woman. A woman with a traumatic brain injury who will mm-hmm. now have a brain brain damage for the rest of her life. And Alethea who died. That's that's only the guaranteed ones. Yeah, plus the All dead horses. Yeah. Just horrible damage. The dam- the structural damage, the chariots, mm-hmm. emotional damage. Jeez. Yeah. And Alethea is dead. And so, she, she she mourns. She did this for Alethea and then it ended in her untimely demise. It was it was miserable. They they hold funerals and the but Diana it, with extreme like pageantry, and the the last one is they haven't even gotten there yet. They haven't gotten there yet. No, not yet. I'm just kidding. Um, I'm sorry. Well, right right here is Hippolyta shows up and everyone says it was Diana. Yeah, fault. she goes, "Who did this?" And everyone points at Diana. And Diana literally stays crying in blood for like hours until a messenger comes and gets her and says, "It's time. Your mother wants to talk to you." Her mother, you know says that this is your fault, your horrible sense of vanity, and you deliberately putting your sisters in danger for personal gain is horrible. I can't believe... How could I have failed you as a mother and a teacher? And it's hor- it's sad, but it's true. And Diana is just this insane disappointment to her mother. And her mother feels responsible for it. Which, how can you not? What Exactly. What I love about Hippolyta is how how much you can tell this conflict between mother and queen right now. Cause she said, you know, Diana, I, I'm your mother. I'll always love you, but I have to be a fair, fair queen to it's, my people. It's, she says, forgive me, mother. I never meant to do this, but it's not up to me to forgive you. It's up to your sisters to forgive you. I will always love you, but if you are sentenced to death, then I have to, you have to do it. Yeah. That's horrible, 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 horrible. So then there's now we can talk about the pageantry of the, funerals and there's amazing amazing funerals but the most pristine and and last yes is Alethea's and they dress her in red this is this is also cool because then this is also where you see where she gets her costume red to symbolize the blood of the Amazons have shed and uh, there's also a gold burial mask uh, this gold for your smile shined bright and your heart was warm like the sun May you be draped in the robes of the heaven and sparkle like the stars. And it's a blue blue bottoms with uh, the white stars. So it's not... What's interesting is it's not US, It's not America. It's it's not America. Which is cool. I like how she Joe Thompson took yeah, it. It's another thing that I crossed me thought. He's like, she's American, right? I'm like, not even kind of. Not even a little bit. Like, not even kind she of. She was in 1977 with the Linda Carter series, which, like, is awesome in its own right. But no, that's yeah. not Wonder Woman in, like, the movie. He, um, yeah, he was speaking specifically about the, the movie. Yeah. Yeah. So they just have these this funeral and they're all very sad and 
Um, you think there's going to be this scene where Wonder Woman actually, or Diana kisses Alethea, and a teardrop falls on her, and it falls into Alethea's mouth, and there's like a splash. And I was thinking initially, I was like, oh, is Alethea going to come back? And like that'll redeem everything. No. Yeah, I kind of thought that the, because the tear breaks into tinier droplets when it hits her, her mouth. I thought that was her kind of Alethea like coughing and like startling That's yeah. consciousness. Oh, so you thought the same thing I did, yeah. that she's going to come back to life. But now I look at it, it's more of a... No, this is, again, this is much better than what I thought was going to happen. Absolutely, absolutely. <laughs> uh, it, it's it more, now looking at it, it more mirrors how Diana was born. Mm-hmm. So now this is the birth of Wonder Woman. Interestingly, Tears birth both of them. Tears birth the spoiled child. Now they birth the woman. Mm-hmm. Um, and again, if I'm reading too much into that, let me know, Jill. <laughs> please, no. please, God, please, <laughs> just text me. Um, so then they have a trial, and they're saying, "You should kill her." No, we should paralyze her. No, let's burn her face so she feels like we do. And then one person runs out and says, "Do not hurt the princess." What? Go- yeah. What good will come of it? Yeah, and she's right. You know, an eye for an eye makes her world blind. Does Diana need to atone? Absolutely. But we don't need to do the same things to her. You know? She needs to live with that her whole life, and she needs to learn how to fix it. So, to fix it, she puts on the armor of Alethea, uh, the golden girdle, the bracelets and lasso, and the silver serpent horn, which will remind her forever of her messing up, and the crown that she so desperately wanted that ended up killing those people. Mm -hmm. She has to wear it forever. And she's not allowed to return to Themyscira until she has made up for all the hurt she's caused. So Wonder Woman, leaving the, her city of birth, never to return until she's made amends. Leaving everything she ever knew. She goes across the sea, and it says, Even now she wanders the world defending the weak, righting wrongs and fighting evil. But those are stories for another day. It's so good, and what's great is it's 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 not often you find a really, really interesting comic book to read that doesn't have a villain. Yeah, you know, there's hero no... villain is the classic structure. Yeah, um, and and it's cool. She this she is more told like her you said, like a demons. Greek story. Yeah, it, it's it's very Greek, top to bottom. Loved it. I love the art. I love the I love the costume, and how it comes together mm-hmm. organically. Um, I love Diana. Like how she's a brat, and then but she really does seem to learn. And I do hope that Jill Thompson writes a second book, maybe more about what happens after. If she never does, it per, it is perfectly fine mm-hmm. because it works on its own. Selfishly, I want more, but it's a good book. Now, I was going to ask you: Is this like part of any continuity, or just? Uh, just I think a... it's just her own universe that Jill Thompson created. Because uh, there's no Steve Trevor. Steve Trevor is always in her origin story. Okay. Always, consistently, um, and he wasn't in this, which is fine. But this would need to be its own thing, like an Earth three kind of thing, which would be super interesting. I would really, I'd be really into it. But I mean, they've done it with every other character. Why not Wonder Woman? Not a lot of Wonder Woman stories out there, unfortunately. No, but now there's demand for it. Good. It'll be interesting to see. If there's more Wonder Woman stories. More like because I, I, I want, have the Earth one. Which I just want more female stuff in general. Mm-hmm. As far as geek culture goes, because there really isn't much. Um, but not, but like, female stuff that feels natural. Yeah. Not like, it's a girl, isn't that cool? Like, no, no, don't make it, don't make it, don't shoehorn it. No, but women, like I noticed. Women can be interesting. But Wonder Woman had the, the largest opening of any female-directed movie, 
period. You know, ever of all time. You just cracked 500 million this weekend. Did it really? This weekend, yeah. Worldwide? Well, worldwide. Good for it. It's amazing. Yeah, it's... It's got time to catch BVS, which made 800 million. It's got time. It's got, there's a chance. It could do it. It could beat it. Even if it doesn't, it's doing well. The thing the thing that Wonder Woman, though, specifically, as far as, like, the box office trending, um, it opened number one, mm-hmm. obviously. It was still number one in week two. Yeah. Which beat The Mummy, which, like, I've heard mixed about, but it's it's a summer Tom Cruise action movie. You know, it it there, there had to be some interest somewhere. Um, and then this week, yeah, it whether did or not it's lose, a good movie, it's like, yeah, th- that should make some money. It did lose to Cars. However, Cars three opened at I think fifty three or thereabouts. Had a good opening. And Wonder Woman opened at thirty in week three. Yeah, uh, so it's it's Wonder Woman strong. Wonder Woman lost to not Cars dropping. and um, the Tupac movie. No, it didn't. Tupac yeah. opened third. It did. Okay, yep. All right, good. That was what concerned me. Yeah, it opened third. It's amazing. Wonder Woman, that Wonder Woman keeps a, a top two spot. Well, you have a tentpole character of the DC mythos. Mm-hmm. And this is her One first of the movie. Trinity. Over 75 years later, this tr- is her first she's movie. She's in the Trinity of DC. Well, no, it's her first film appearance is, of course, the Lego movie. But other than that. Yeah, there's nothing else it. before that. There was going to be, but they canceled that movie. Because mm-hmm. there had been screen testing for two Wonder Womans before her. And none, oh, really? none of them made it to the movie. Um, which I'm glad. Because the other ones wouldn't have been as good. But I hope that, you know, with one of them doing so well, that Atomic Blonde movie looks super cool. I'm going to absolutely go see it. Whatever. Who cares? I'm going to go see it. No, no, for you sure. You. I just don't like action movies. Man or woman action movies. It's just, I'm just not a big, just pure action. Okay, fair. And it, it seriously could be anybody, with the exception of, like, Idris Elba, but, like, I'll see darn near anything he's in. It's got James McAvoy. I like him, and I like Charlize Theron. It's not a, I'm not like a, ugh. I just, I, I might wait till On Demand for that one. Okay. Well, but I'm I would going. do the same thing for any what spy What I'm saying thriller. is, I just, I hope they do well, and I, I would like to see. I haven't latest James Bond yet. Like, I'm not into action movies. That one was okay. But, like, I didn't, okay. <laughs> I didn't see Skyfall until last year. Right. Okay. It's just, I don't like action movies. Weird. Diverging very far. My point is, it's not that it's a gender thing. It's just, I don't like action yeah, movies. Yeah, I just would like to see more. There's more content, and I, I don't know, I like to see more. I'm currently reading Spider-Gwen. It's one of my favorite books Actually, of all time. Actually, I have two Spider-Gwen pop right there. Um, so, what would you give the book overall? We'll do, we won't do numbers. We'll do A, B, C. No minuses, no pluses. Ah, no minuses, no pluses. You can if you want. Personally, I'll go first, since you look at your head a little bit of time. I'm going to give it an A. It's a straight A. Like a 90, 95. Loved it a lot. Uh, it was new. It was interesting. The art is phenomenal. Mm-hmm. I like mm-hmm. that the, you didn't have to have a villain. It still went with a three-story, a three-act structure. But it wasn't... It was just... It took some, it took me like a, a bit to get used to. So that's maybe why it's not 100 out of 100. But it's really good. So I'll give it an A. I probably give it an AA minus. It was really good. I really liked it. it that's about that. <laughs> it wasn't the um, best book you've ever read. It also, it, it didn't blow you away, but it was really good. It, it was really good, and it was as much as I love it being very Greek. I have read a lot of Greek stories, so I wasn't terribly surprised. Yeah. by a lot of it, but like it all made sense and it was wonderful. So I'd absolutely give it an A A minus on, on like a bad day. We were both like. Greeks. We both we both mm. studied a lot of Greek stuff in high school. Yeah, it was college. it was very good. Uh, yeah, it was it was really interesting. It was very fun. 
So next week, we are going to be reading another book, and we'll talk about that in the outro. That's the podcast this week, John. We had a good time, didn't we? We had a good time. It's good to be back. I'm so happy to be back. Next week, we are reading Amazing Spider-Man Worldwide, the second volume of the current run of Amazing Spider-Man. Who wrote? Who writes that? Dan Slott. And the artist is? Matteo, I'm going to butcher this, Bifagni? Bifagni? Can I see? Bifagni? Fogni. I don't know. Fogni. I don't know. And Giuseppe Camengoli. But most importantly, the covers are done by Alex Ross. Yes. Who is God's gift to art. He's done all of the Amazing Spider-Man covers. I know. I have a few of them purely because of the covers. I know. I bought a few issues just because of the covers. Because <laughs> they're so amazing. I actually have some Alex Ross artwork right there on my bedroom mm-hmm. wall. Mm-hmm. That some friends, mm-hmm. Daniel and Matt, were kind enough to buy me. And it's numbered, and it's amazing, and I love him so much. He's the best. Um, yes. So, next week is a Marvel book, Volume 2. It's John says it's good. I liked it. I'm looking forward to it. I am looking forward to it. It's, I'm, I'm just happy to be back. I'm happy to be back. I have not read any of this round of Spider-Man, so it'll be interesting. I'm hoping to... It's, uh, it's a little different. But it's good. Peter Parker is a little more super. Okay. Because, like, it's, it's, it's in the, the all-new, all-different. So, like, Stark is down his luck and having hard times and Parker is like taking off with Parker Industries. You know, I read a little bit of that because I read the Spider-Man and Deadpool series. Okay. And it takes place at the same time mm-hmm. and Spider-Man's insanely rich. Yeah. And Deadpool tries to kill Parker thinking he's a bad guy. And Spider-Man's like, no, don't. He's a good guy. <laughs> it's, it's a, the story is meh. But they did mention how rich he was. And oh. He's like almost. He's rich. Like he's Stark level rich. <laughs> yeah. That's cool. But not at the same time because at the same time Stark is Former Star Ridge. Yeah. Okay. And, uh, yeah, and we'll see you next week. And as you know, here's where our joke would normally go. Good night. Follow us on Twitter at Talk and Trades. You can follow Jeremy at LizardKing27 and John at MaesterLaka, M-A-E-S-T-E-R-L-A-K-A. Also, find us on Facebook at Talkin' Trades. All music provided by bensound.com. Remember, we're not experts, we're fans. 